Open up and boys, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here's your host, Derek McCaw! Thank you. This is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and we are podcasting live. Live, 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 From live. Seven Stars Bar and Grill, one of our favorite places in San Jose at 398 Bascom Avenue. And uh, this is a great Star Wars themed bar and grill. It's a wonderful neighborhood. And we want to, well, <laughs> it's getting, how did Andy tell me? It gentrified. It's gentrified. Uh, but uh, it will still be here. And we want to thank Paul Cunha, the owner of Seven Stars Bar and Grill, for letting us be here this afternoon. And Courtney at the bar has been giving us all excellent service here. So please stop by this place when you're in town. Did you have a linguisa corn dog? I did have a linguisa corn I dog. I have a linguisa corn dog. What too. is the point of coming here if you don't have a linguisa corn dog? You know the secret to the linguisa corn dog? The linguisa? No. no. The corn? It's the, the the mix of the corn batter is gritty. In a tasty, gritty way. I thought it was the little bit of cunha. Alright, so um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so <laughs> here we a, are. I have a jar of powdered cunha. We're at home. live because this is the 400th uh, official episode. We've had a few like side things, and I yeah. think, and I don't think we we number the little things off to the side where we did you know some BBC work. But uh, this yeah, we've is probably done po- about 4:30. Shh. Okay, 4:30 is all right. <laughs> but we're going to say 400 for today, and it's a, a beautiful Saturday, June. 13th. 13th. Yeah, oh, it's Saturday the 13th, and uh, we, and it's about 2 p.m., so any news that happens after this time, we are not responsible for. But also, we're not going to be respon- that responsible because we do have guests today, and we want to do an episode that focuses more on interviewing the people that we are, that, that have been so kind and, and, and didn't this, realize this, what this they were getting into. amazingly well-dressed audience. We do. We, this is one of the best-dressed audiences we've ever had. And so uh, I should say, we've got around the table a big extra panel here sitting in the whole time, not knowing what he was coming in for. Somebody who has been on the podcast once before, right? Have you not? I don't know. I think he's been at least twice before. At least twice. He's been on. Okay, Okay, we're going to have some brotherly spatting here. Um, (laughs) Creator of Pong the Wandering Monk and uh, currently co-creator of a great webcomic called Rickety Stitch and the Gelatinous Goo. Ben Costa. And, yeah. Who, yes, is related to someone on the podcast. Anyway, uh, and then over his, co- his co-creator on Rickety Stitch. James Parks. Uh, James Parks, welcome. And uh, since we are in a Star Wars theme bar, we cannot have an episode involving Star Wars without the person to my right. Uh, Drew Campbell. Yes, excellent. Welcome, Drew. Thank you. Drew Campbell, the man who wrote the manual on droids, right? 20 years ago. There's been a few since. <laughs> but the one that everyone And let's be honest, sure, sure. the true manual. Of Disney, course. Disney bought him out and deleted him from continuity. I, so I believe he was given them on golden plates that no one else was allowed to see. Stop. No. You, you keep going. No. Back away. Back away. Um, I have family that might listen to this. Anyway, so. Well, then uh, they'll know. And of course, our man in Los Angeles. Bye, Ben Costa. Yes, related to Ben Costa. And. Man, doing above and beyond the Call of Duty today to engineer this live recording. Hoping not to electrify <laughs> myself. I'm Rick Brett Snyder. I think you can. I, uh, I think you can electrify yourself. Don't electrocute yourself. Ah. <laughs> oh, I know. It's going to be a rough afternoon for semantics. You are no longer a teacher, dude. Back, 
back away from the grammatical it correction. It never goes away. I'll be irritating people until oh. the day I die. Yeah. That's that not a feature thing. And that may be the reason why I die. Exactly. <laughs> It has little thing. to nothing to do with ever being a teacher. Yeah, I, I really. <laughs> <laughs> my last words will be, at least my elocution. Okay, and, and, then, and then that's it. And then just I, <laughs> yeah. dangling, I dot, will, dot, dot. I will electify. Okay, uh, so here we are. Oh, it's at 2.11. Um, so we do have some comics news. We have some movie news. We obviously have uh, guests, gracious, coming in, Ben and James today. But we also have a very special guest, we and do. we're going to go up top because... Uh, <laughs> if I do this build up and then the technology fails, this is going to be a great embarrassment. Now, we had all the failures before we started recording. <laughs> Let's hope so. Um, anyway, uh, so this week, uh, we, we, we do know, and the last time Drew was on, we were talking about the announcement of the Star Wars spinoff film, Rogue, yes. Rogue One. Rogue correct? One. Uh, directed by Gareth Edwards. Is that the right name of the director? The guy that did um, Monsters? Yes. Uh, so this week, uh, the internet uh, really uh, there was a thing from a, a company called Synaptic Studios, uh, a thing called Akbar's Eleven. Their take on on it, which merged Ocean's Eleven with with footage from all the the original trilogy, uh, focusing on Akbar, of course, Admiral Akbar, uh, with, who I could see George Clooney playing. It's uh, very very intriguing. Uh, that that was done by. Uh, a gentleman named Kevin Rubio, who is actually a local boy from Santa Clara County, uh, born in Gilroy. Uh, his mother taught at the same elementary school my son just promoted from. Oh. And, uh, so noteworthy. Oh, absolutely. For Gilroy, yes. Uh, but m- most of all, uh, people know Kevin from his years ago, and I'd say almost really before the rise of YouTube, he was known for a fan film also mashing Star Wars with an, uh, the then very popular uh, property, which was called Troops, mashing Star Wars with Cops. Yeah. Yes, so he one of the one of Man, the first. We were so much younger when that came out. <laughs> we were, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else got older. But. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened to you all. Uh, but and then he got uh, like Drew. He, his uh, contribution to the expanded universe has sort of disappeared, which was uh, but still very good work. Tag and Binks are dead. Sort of the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Take on great the Star comic. Wars universe. Great comic, great collection. Actually, I think it's like four or five different issues. And every now and then he'll post a photo and say, I believe Tag and Binks are in this photo. And you know, so uh, I actually have that on my iPad right now, digital. Oh, cool. So anyway, Tag and Binks, uh, back to Kevin Rubio and Akbar's Eleven. Akbar's Eleven uh, got so viral this week that Entertainment Weekly picked it up. It was very exciting, and we read, had it on Fanboy Planet. So if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched Akbar's Eleven yet, you can find it on Fanboy Planet, www.fanboyplanet.com. Uh, so I reached out to Kevin and said, you know, we're doing this podcast on Friday, on Saturday. It's a spe- <laughs> At one point, we might have been on Friday. We've changed our time so many times. Uh, we didn't want to interfere with sports here. But anyway, we uh, did. Uh, I reached out to Kevin and said, you know, we have this 400th episode. We're in a Star Wars-themed restaurant. Would you be willing to come, come on? So he said yes. He's gracious enough to take 10, 15 minutes out of his Saturday afternoon as he's working on some other stuff. And uh, so with all that buildup, Let's bring him in. Nate, have you been able to dial him in? We're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> this is where editing comes in later, folks. <laughs> so you're going to be all part of the outtakes as we sit here going, woohoo, yay. Derek, can you sing a song for the audience while we wait for the... Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Missing those Star Wars, don't let them end. Did I get it right? Yeah, actually, yeah, okay, I think yeah, it's pretty good. good. Yeah. I think it's pretty close. It's no longer canon, but... No, I know. 
it was one of those I was okay. reading about trying to find it. Yeah. Anyway, you got him. Here we go. Excellent. If I add it, oh, can you hear him? Can I, you hear the ringing? I can, I can hear, hear the ringing. ringing. This is exciting. Offer oh. an R2 unit. Three ringy dingy. <laughs> We're sorry. The number you have dialed. No, don't. <laughs> My heart just went. Give me a second. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thank you. It worked. I'll be right there. <laughs> it's like, well, the patient's still unconscious, but we've got a heartbeat. Excellent. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. Kevin. Are we speaking to Kevin Rubio? Yes, you are. Uh, I'll give you good news and bad news. The good news is you got me. Yes. The bad news is I'm on location it's in the middle of nowhere. My phone has been pinging for a tower for the last seven hours, so my battery life is down to 15%. So we'll, we'll hopefully... Go, we'll go, it, we'll go <laughs> f- fast, and when you drop out, we'll know and we'll understand. Thank you so much for taking the this time. This is great theater. Especially on location. I know now there's a sense of urgency. This is the ticking clock in, in screenplay terms. <laughs> exactly. uh, so, Kevin, what was your yeah. inspiration for Akbar's Eleven? Uh, you know, what gave you the idea to, to do this particular take? Well, you know what? Uh, honestly, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm currently uh, working as a director of special projects for Synaptic Studios and Synaptic VFX in Burbank. And uh, one of the things that I do is I put together presentations. And normally, uh, I, I'm just the writer-producer, and I have an editor with me. Uh, but uh, I decided, you know what, I can't always get an editor, so I better learn the, the equipment. And I was teaching myself Adobe Premiere, and I didn't want to edit anything that wasn't going to be fun. So uh, I, I, was, uh, I was watching Ocean's uh, 13 was actually on late night about three weeks ago, and, uh, and I was remembering the other ones, and I... I, I pulled out my Ocean's Eleven disc and I started watching it. And when uh, Clooney was giving his spiel, I the graphics in the background, I said, "Oh, that that kind of looks like the the Death Star briefing." And <laughs> nice. I went, "Oh, hey, nice." <laughs> so, all right, and it just went from that, there. That and yeah, it just went from there. I just, I, I, uh, I you know, I, I, uh, I asked uh, Sean Jordan, the CEO. I said, "Look, you mind if I?" practice uh, my editing in the in the downtime so no no problem uh so i just i just set up a file in on the raid and uh i brought in uh all of the star wars uh, uh episodes and and uh, the oceans uh, uh 11 12 and 13 excellent although i, uh, I only i only did i only did 11 and, and, and at the end of uh, of the, the the short, uh, there is a promise of a lot more content from Synaptic Studios that's that's along these lines. So, do, yes. you, do you have something lined up? Is it all going to yeah. be? Are you going to be you know Star Wars oriented? Or are you going to? What else are you going to do? They won't. They won't. Well, they won't all be Star Wars oriented. I mean, I'm, I, as I'm sure the appetite is out there for all Star Wars all the time. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I would get bored with that. I'm sure the audience would get bored with that. Uh, we will be doing some original content where we'll actually be shooting things and producing stuff. But we're, we're also a, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're a working effects company. And am I too loud? Have they started shooting yet? 
Okay. All right. Great. Um, uh, we're also a working effects company, and you know we got we, we're the paying clients, and and that work has to come first. So it's not like we can all stop down and say, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna shoot," you know, uh, a, a, a war picture now. <laughs> so the, uh, I, you know, we're, we're, I'm gonna be just throwing stuff up as as I can make it. I'm gonna try for one a week. That's no promise, but yeah, I, I like wow. to I like to keep content there. Because I know people, I want to keep people coming back. Yeah. So, Kevin, I'm Rick, I'm, and my responsibility is asking the twisted, geeky questions. So, in Premiere, yeah. that's my responsibility. It's in okay. the contract. Cool. It's written out. I've got All to right. show you. Go. He doesn't have that much power. The um, your lip sync was great. Did you have to play with timing or anything in in uh, in Premiere to, oh, yeah. to match up? Well, uh, you know, there, there was a lot of we. There's a term I don't I don't know if it's an industry term. It's one that we used to use uh, at Warner Brothers when I was a writer producer for WB uh, called Rocking and Rolling. And um, uh, you know, uh, I, I tried rocking and rolling the footage, slowing it down, cutting it up. But the problem is uh when you're dealing with humans the the articulation in the lips is so exact that it's really hard uh but the nice thing about the footage from Jedi is and using Admiral Akbar and and then uh, Nine Nub and yeah. Chewie is that it's a it's a cheat because every one of those to some extent is a puppet so when you're when you're doing the lip sync all you really have to worry about are the consonants Right. Uh, and, and as long as the lip flap comes down on the on the hard continent, continents, you're 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 within the ballpark. Hey, there's a, uh, there's a sandy-haired trooper in a green tunic that I think you did a great job with, and I, I'm pretty sure you had to modify him. Yeah, and then I had my I had there were two shots that were just driving me nuts, and I I no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't edit it the way I wanted to, so I called in one of my editors. Uh, at 20th Century Fox, Tony Nolly, and he came down, and in five minutes, he looked at it and went, "Oh yeah, okay, right here. <laughs> here's where you, here's where you, here's where you make the cut." And it yeah. Oh yeah, and that's it. I wanted. I, I, I said, "What am I not seeing here? What what button do I need to press?" <laughs> and it kind of blew up this week. Uh, I saw Entertainment Weekly picked it up. So, were you? Uh, are you surprised yeah. by the response? I'm 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 very happy with the response. Uh, it's 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 nice to, to still to get to get that kind of response. Uh, um, uh, so yeah, uh, uh, most most definitely. Yeah, and and now that uh, Tag and Binks have become um, Star Wars legends, uh, are literally, you, yeah. literally, are you going to try to? Are you talking to anybody about trying to get them back into the accepted canon? Uh, well, George said they were. George said they were canon, so that's good enough for me. <laughs> that is an honor. And you've also yeah. been working on a show that uh, that hasn't been seen on on the in the U.S. legally yet, right? Uh, but uh, we're going to talk. It's it's. Thunder, mean, Thunderbird. I, I can't. I can't Thunderbird. possibly have seen all the episodes so far. And yet somehow you have because you're uh, magic. I. I've seen three of the episodes. I have read all the scripts. Okay. okay. But I have. But you know, I mean, and yeah, you understand that. You know, the animation process, whether it's uh, whether it's you know animation, CG, Dynamation, or I can't remember what. I know there was a name for the Thunderbird animation. Super Marionation. Super Marionation. Yeah. There you go. So how did you get involved uh, with Thunderbirds? 
my my good friend Charlotte Fullerton, who is a an animation um, uh, uh, showrunner, uh, she was she was uh, uh, working on the episode, the episodes, and she recommended me, and I came in and I I co-wrote it, uh, episodes with her. Um, so yeah, and I was happy to do it because I love the Thunderbirds. So which episodes um, have you uh, which episodes have you worked on? Uh, uh, nineteen so far. 19. Episode episode nineteen. I think it was episode nineteen. Episode nineteen or episode twenty. So they've only it broadcast was, was, about thirteen of them now, I think. Okay, so I, I've lost I've lost track. So. 11, uh, it's somewhere and, and you understand, I, I I wrote I wrote this uh, I wrote this back in. Uh, uh, April of last year. Okay. So it's been a while. It is a long process. <laughs> and my favorite part of the show, yeah, literally, the thing we watch at home is when Thunderbird 1 takes off and all the pool furniture gets blown out of the uh, out of the area of the pool. And I want to see, I want to have an episode where someone has to go and put it all back into place after <laughs> the, Is that a spoiler from your episode, Kevin? We're sorry for revealing that. Uh, uh, so you can you, you take that one no, for free. No, no, no. I do know that that there were certain things that had to be rewritten. But you got to, you know, when you're dealing with you know, CG animation, there's always, you know, like, when you're dealing with with any show, you always have parameters and and uh, uh, you know certain things that you can and can't do. Either just you know, time and budget are always the thing. So it's really I, I know that that one of the scenes that I did was rewritten simply because of. You know, it's like, what, you know, Kev, this is a TV show. We're not doing, uh, you know, we're not we're not doing Avatar two. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is an interesting. It's like a, a groundbreaking mixture of miniatures and CG, which yes. which is is lovely because the puppets always had this kind of weird way of walking, and now everyone everyone moves right. But you've got the crispness of the uh, of the of the models that yeah. still evoke the old Thunderbirds feel. Especially when you see water, yeah. Especially when you see water, like yeah, all around yeah. Tracy I miss, Island. I miss I miss the weird walking though, and the tight shots where they would cut in on real hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're they're all kind of doing this. Any time, Lady Penelope had to open up her her uh, her, uh, her her mirror, her pocket mirror. Yes. <laughs> but they all they're all doing like a knees up from a pub or something, you know, like to walk along this. <laughs> So are are you now yeah. with with yeah. that and now that you're with Synaptic Studios are are you still do you have other uh, show writing coming up or are you are you devoting your time to Synaptic now? Uh, no, I, I have other shows that I'm doing. Can you tell us any? Uh, I'm just not I'm, no <laughs> <laughs> no. In, in fact, I just signed a mess of NDAs. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Well, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Kevin. Thanks for coming in and helping share our, and making our 400th episode special. And we'll talk later. Thank you oh, so absolutely. much. Absolutely. All right. FAB. Audience, thank you for Kevin. <laughs> Applause. <laughs> I don't know if Kevin can hear it, but <laughs> excellent. Thanks so much. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Okay. And now we return to our regularly scheduled. Uh, no, okay, um, excellent. So Kevin Ruby, that was that was that was wonderful to have in. And so it's uh, good to put the highlight of the episode right at the front. This is where it could be. The only way we could guarantee a time. <laughs> yeah. It was otherwise we. That could go was not the highlight, Drew. You haven't really started talking yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, 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 that, no, no, that, that, was, that the was the highlight. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> 
We've got we've got the people twilight. No, absolutely. That was we, a highlight. Yeah. That was Thanks. A highlight. <laughs> okay. I gotta tend to agree there. <laughs> <laughs> no, Niagara. Should we? Would you like to talk some comics first and then interview, or should we focus on you right now? It is the comics talk portion comics. of our program. Yeah. Talk okay. Comics. Well, all right. Hey, well, what are you guys reading? This is uh, this is Ben this and is James the, coming the, in. The general. We start with comics discussion all over and. We want to talk about rickety stitch and, and the gelatinous goo. goo, which we're used to now saying instead of cube, because you're not supposed to say gelatinous cube, right? It's you just did. Great. Yeah, you already broke the rule. Yeah, you doomed us. But that's yeah. me. I'll get sued. I'm used to that. <sighs> I knew I had to LLC. Anyway, good. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Well, it's it's comics week. Uh, that uh, we're we're now into this. I guess since the last time we podcast officially at 399 at Baycon. Right. Uh, let's see. Convergence ended, and now we're in the is that the new 52 died. Yes. From uh, DC Comics, and now it's the great 58. Uh, 48. It's the, Are they uh, actually saying that? No, they're not. They're Thank not. You. It's just like 48 or 49 titles. And, and some things are rebooting in a very interesting way. Yes. So, I, you know. Probably I, the big three are the most interesting one. Or at least two of the big three. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. So I didn't bring I, my I bag. The, I, well, I brought this. Uh, Batman is now um, bun, is that Bunny from the uh, from the anime Tiger yes, and Bunny. Tiger and Bunny. I actually uh, have the Tiger and Bunny DVD on my desktop right <laughs> okay. now. At so home. Uh, apparently, and I had to break this news gently to my son last week that um, Bruce Wayne or Batman was apparently killed in battle with the Joker during Endgame, as everyone uh, believes it happened. And uh, so, because uh, it's been two years, it's time to kill Bruce Wayne again, right? Again, right, because you know that always boosts sales. So, and it did. Apparently, that that number forty of Batman sold. You know, that was sold a good out series. Kind of like third third printing. And you know what I realized? The the Joker in that looks a lot more like Jared Leto. Leto. I know, which is why I've been like, why is anybody upset about Jared Leto? Yeah, it, it, that's exactly because the people who are upset don't read the comics. Well, nobody has time to read the comics anymore. <laughs> no, they're too busy complaining. I don't read we the have, comics, we and I'm upset have, about Jared Leto. We only have time for outrage in 2015. <laughs> we, we can't obfuscate the issue with facts. facts. And, and <laughs> so. Honestly, I'm not upset about Jared Leto. I just think it looks just as bad as every other film property that they're doing. Yes. All right. Ladies but and moving gentlemen. back to print media... <laughs> No, we did want to intro- introduce, just walking in here... Legend. The, co-founder. the co-founder of Fanboy Planet, who sold out for a box of Hero Clicks, and was actually on the very first Michael podcast. Jordan, everyone. Michael Jordan. Michael Goodson. Oh, Have you forgotten right. who he is? He probably doesn't want to come on, though. He's shy. So no one believed this actually happened. We, we had a puppet in the back that went, Hello. Brad Pitt, <laughs> Brad, Brad Pitt is here! Yeah! Woo! He's sitting awfully close to Michael Goodson. Anyway, anyway, the uh, the, uh, the Powers Corporation, which I still I have not gone deep enough to know if that's tied into the Batman Beyond Powers Corporation. Yeah, I don't know. Derek Powers, that villain from that show, uh, has decided that there must be a Batman. So they've been training cops, and they decided that the best cop for the job to work is RoboCop. The system is not RoboCop. It's James Gordon. Yes. And believe me, thank you. Um, no, I, haven't, I haven't read this issue. I want to say, though, Scott Snyder, thank you so much for again giving me perspective of pointing out that James Gordon is now younger than me. Because when I was a kid, yeah. Commissioner Gordon seemed so much older. And, <laughs> and now somebody makes a comment about, well, aren't you like in your 60s? He goes, I'm, I'm 45. You're, like, you're clean. Crap. 
<laughs> You're clean shaven. When you when you grow a beard, you you look a lot older. That's a good reason why I don't. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so. As but, we're I mean, both dressed so maturely right now. It's interesting because Jim Gordon is the hero of Gotham now, too. And I think that's part of the push. And yeah. he's, uh, you know, they're getting him for his Marine training. He's in an armored suit. It's very clear. With bunny ears. It's very clear if anybody uh, is truly a... Yeah, it's Arthur, true. It he does, does look, look like, like the Arthur and the Tick all at once. Was there ever a robot Arthur? If there was not, it this is now. It is now here. He's already appearing in Batman. But considering as we've been reading comics for a long time, we understand that Bruce Wayne is not really dead. That char- that bat version as of Batman as we remember him. is not really dead. Oh, that was just bad. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's a corporation. Corporations can't lie. That, that's right. They are, they are indeed. Yes. So anyway, uh, but for an, an interlude of probably about six months... This is actually yeah, it's about the time starting off to be really kind of fun. Yeah, that uh, it's it's interesting. I have not uh, over in Superman. I have not seen uh, yet. And if if you want to watch a Batman that's a that's a Wayne, you go to Earth Two. It's not the same. No, he died. Did he die? He died in Convergence. Oh, that Batman went all suicide bomber and wiped out all of the oh, that's right. the Suicide Squad. I read through Convergence so fast. I, that was probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking for the ad because there was also controversy. But you know, he's not week. really dead. No. As long as we remember. There was controversy this uh, that last week also uh, DC revived the old uh, habit of the double page, half page ads at the bottom, like from the oh, 60s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had Nick Lachey advertising Twix. And so. Oh, it's the left Twix, white Twix yes. thing? So okay. clearly Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo knew this was coming. So the armor can actually change color. Uh, by and so they're demonstrating it on, on whatever the DC so version got a of Robin the iPad theme. is. So what you've got is basically they look like Twix above the Twix <laughs> ads. <laughs> so different colors wow. of Batman. So I thought that was a, a clever way to handle it. But yes, they've got the Dark Knight. They've got the kind that's, of that's Garth Ennis. Dude. Adam West armor. They've got the Zura Nar uh, armor or Morrison. And, Wait a Grant Morrison deep. That's Grant Morrison, Grant Morrison deep. deep. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. So I, I enjoyed that. So. I have not read the See, when that gets collected in the graphic novel and the... Uh, it's not going to make any sense. And the sense. ad's not there, it's not going to make any sense. I don't, I don't know if anybody's thought of that as an issue. As a, as a, I guess they would just, you know, stack They'll the... They'll stack it. Stack yeah. the half pages, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Superman is being rebooted now. But every, well, not rebooted, but kind of revisioned that everyone knows his secret identity. And now he's wearing a Lois t-shirt. Lois Lane outed Superman. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, got him out of, you know, she made him come out of the phone booth. Yes. And uh, so, but I thought the high point for me was a reboot really? of Starfire. Because really? this does not take place in any other, it does not seem related to the rest of the, star, the, the uh, DC, DC universe. universe. And it actually is a way of kind of merging what people know, who read comics know about Starfire with what people who watch Teen Titans the go the, uh, know about comic. Starfire. So this is, you know, finally DC getting it. Oh, there's a whole audience out there. What's who she knows doing her. with her left hand there? Um, she's she's a, healing Elliot. She's a, she, she's sending a little star. star Elliot. Yeah. She's living in a in a trailer park in uh, Tampa, Florida. Uh, so really, it's actually yeah, it's actually kind of fun. It really is kind of fun. But Jimmy and she's Pal- she's a video gamer, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda. And she's going to defend the frontier against yes. Zora and the Coda and Armada. <laughs> 
I have no idea what you just said, but thank you for that moment that reminds me how I sound like to other people. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Lance Guest reference. Okay. Uh, ah, ah, Last Starfighter. Get there you that. go. I get that. Okay. Woo! Take it back to when I was younger than Commissioner Gordon. Thank you. <laughs> wow. They also revived, and this is they changed the title. This was announced as Section 8, and it became All Star Section, Section 8. Eight. Yeah. Uh, from Garth Ennis. Uh, minor characters from Hitman, and are well, they really minor? They kind of dog welder. Uh, what, bueno. Did you say dog welder? Dog welder was one of the members of Section Eight. He welds dogs to evil Which doers. Is the, the guy. What? It made no sense. And the guy with the window is he? Was he was in the uh, defenestrator? But was he in? <laughs> no, no. He carries a window and throws people no. through it. Yes, but he's not the same window guy who was in Dial. And they make no. money off no. of this. Uh, we. I don't think they will. But, well, you uh, just bought it. <laughs> I did because I'd read Hitman, which is really but it was a long time ago, and so I wanted to see what they did. Section eight, uh, and it's led by I Six only Pack. Batman. Six Pack, who is uh, an alcoholic superhero. Of course, he is. So That's his power. Super vomiting. I couldn't tell what it was really no. from this. So no, I, I, I don't think, think this was a great alcoholism. If is you his power. were a, if you were, yeah, if you were a friend, uh, a friend, if you were a fan of Hitman. Maybe, but I think even that's still kind of obscure. I bought it because I liked the original run and went, okay, I don't think I'm going to buy more. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I'm going to buy more of this. Yeah, I did buy that one. Uh, as much career. as I'm amused by the, by, the, by the joke of the character Dog Welder and Bueno Excelente, who uh, takes down uh, villains and then um, rapes them, uh, is... Uh, is this a one-shot or a series? Uh, it's, it's a, a mini-series. Series. Because I could see it as a as a novelty one shot. You got to have a taste for Garth Ennis, who I think is doing better work over with where monsters dwell. Yeah, in, uh, in Marvel, in, in Marvel and Secret Wars. So, so the the only other one that I'd add to that that I bought was actually on the other side of the fence from Marvel, which was Spider Man Vows Re- Renewed. I still haven't read it. I did buy it. Yeah, and I read it, and it's 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 basically we we go back to it's it's a battle world. Story, so they're in Spider Island, and they're you know it's all the Spider Man characters are all in one place. But the Spider Man of the, the uh, Spider Man of the Brooklyn Spiderman family, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They gave him a shtetl back Shermie, in uh, Shermie and Michelle Spiderman. Yeah, um, but Rick grew up with them. Don't give us that look. But it's, Drew. it's all right. It's a it's a what if kind of thing. Oh, I'm not above the joke. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> so Spider Man <laughs> and Mary Jane stayed above. married. It's true. <laughs> Spider-Man and Mary Jane stay married, and they have a young daughter. And he has basically made the decision by the end of the book that he's not going to be Spider-Man anymore. Again. He's going to dedicate himself to his family. At least that's the way the first episode. And the, sec- the second issue will have that classic cover, Spider-Man No More. Yeah. And, you know, that's... <laughs> I think it'll be all about shopping at Trader Joe's. And then Garth Ennis will take over the book, and it'll be Speedo Man. Yes. And then they'll just have that little tiny Speedo I, um, hanging out of the trash can as heavy. he walks away naked. Uh, so, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, I've planted a visual image, and yeah, sorry. Um, really? I did. Uh, Secret Wars is actually delayed now. Really? Uh, issue 4 is oh, the going Secret to be a Wars monthly, title. The Secret Wars title, So, right. which means that several other titles which are connected to that Have to are delayed delay. again. And there are several uh, retailers who are... Are you reading... Uh, how many of the titles are you reading in, in that? I don't count. Okay. I just... Uh, yes. I, 6, 12... I'll go with at least six, somewhere okay. between six and twelve. I picked up Weird World this week as well, just to see what they. I what see they the would only do with two it. I'm not buying are Weird World and Journal. 
I'm not buying journal. I could. I can pass over Weird World if you'd like. It's Archon. Yeah. It's I, the only reason I liked Weird World in the original was because it was Mike Plug, I mean, and it's not. And it Mike wasn't Plug. a very good story. It was great art, but yeah, there you go. Sorry. Um, and of course, I, I do want to point out because I think we'll, we'll bring Ben and James in on this conversation more directly. Well, first, are you reading any of this, or are you just devoted uh, as a creator to your own work right now? I haven't gone to the comic book store in a long time, except the sign books. Don't have money. I'm a poor artist. He's a devoted creator. Okay, yeah, actually. it's all about the spin, Ben. Nate, I thought you went over this with your brother. How we need to re my brother re- doesn't listen to me. We need to formally reintroduce Ben. All right, we did up top, but we'll say it again. We've got uh, Ben Costa, who is the creator of Pong the Wandering Monk, the Zurich Award-winning. Ah, uh, yes, uh, Pong the Wandering Monk, and co-creator of the current web comic. Uh, Rickety Stitch and the Gelatinous Goo, and James, uh, re-voice test yourself here. James Parks, also co-creator of That's Rickety correct. Stitch and the Gelatinous Goo. All right, so excellent. Welcome to have you here. And clearly, as devoted creators, there's no time to go to the comic book store. Well, there's time. There's just no money. Oh no! See, <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to make it sound oh, glamorous. It's not. I'll be honest. <laughs> let people know that. Oh, okay. We toil and toil so that people can love the comic. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I was going to talk a little bit about Comic Con, so to ask you guys, are you going to be at Comic Con this year representing? Yeah, yes. yeah we'll be. Uh, okay. Now, Rickety area. is a web comic, mm-hmm. and ha- is it in print yet, or you have plans for getting issues? It's in not print? in print yet. Uh, there, it will be somehow, some way. Um, He's saving up that money he would have spent at the comic book store. Well, that would be, on a publishing I think, plan. the second resort, the first resort. We're going to try to pitch it places. Yeah. Um, so let's start the pitch here. For those who are not familiar, we, we can say it has it is a fantasy comic. I believe it actually says on the side banner it is fantasy webcomic. Um, so what is the pitch for Rickety Stitch and the Gelatinous Goo? Uh, it's about a skeleton bard and his gelatinous sidekick uh, who go on a fantasy adventure. And... Every episode I've read where the gelatinous sidekick speaks, I imagine, how does he sound in your head? Because I'm thinking Herculoids going, blah, 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 the schmoo kind of thing. You know, blah, 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 blah. But um, I ooh, think that's, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin people. <laughs> yeah, wait for the cartoon, <laughs> Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I was just auditioning for the cartoon, Nate. Uh, <laughs> so. I don't know. James, do you have some idea? I, I, I think you're onto something with the Herculoids. I, I can see that in my mind. All right, all right. It's it's funny. I just love kind of like a different a mumble balloon stretching sound. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, it's it's got some charm. It's like Beaker and the Muppets. Right, like, that joke never something. grows old to me. Like like profound things coming out of a character we can't understand, and the, <laughs> and just reading the response. It's like yeah. C3PO and R2D2. Right, or like uh, the Onion just released a review of Jurassic World and said. The problem for a movie like this, where so much is about dinosaurs, we can't understand what the dinosaurs are saying. It's a major flaw in the film. (laughs) We need to wait for the Blu-ray and then turn on subtitling, and then it'll be there. Right, or or like the Galaxy Quest that has the the Raptors. Can you believe this guy? So anyway, okay, it's about this skeletal bard and his sidekick, and they're on a fantasy adventure, and it's it it is comedic looking and yet there's very clearly a dark understory going on some of it's in black yeah. and white and that's sort of this flashback to not really Rickety's life I would say his his first unlife or it's like it, it this might uh, weird 
dream slash memory. It's not exactly clear. Okay. Yeah, I, and I don't. I know I'm not going to get clarification because I have to wait for the for you guys to get to that point to tell the story. How often are you publishing on this? Because it's one page per it's, installment, basically. Uh, yeah, twice a week, page goes up. So two pages a week uh, every Monday and Wednesday, and then we also have um, lore blog posts. We write extra stuff about the world that this takes well, place in. And we use the lore section to call out particular pieces of art or particular pieces of dialogue that have some interesting tidbit, and then mm-hmm. we'll go back and give a little bit more depth and, and so that the reader can read more about the world. All right. Well, let's talk about the origins of this. I know this is something that's been sort of... It's been mulling around, at least since as long as I've known Ben, that it's an idea he, he's had or a concept he's been playing around with. So what inspired you to do this? Yeah, it's an idea that we've... We've had since college. Yeah, like 10 um, years we've been talking about this project. And we actually put out a mini-comic um, in college. Uh, so we've we've just had it on the back burner for a long time. And, um, and I think it's it kind of comes from a fascination with not only fantasy worlds, but fantasy worlds from the point of view of maybe not your typical hero. Which he is not. It's, yes. It's very true. Uh, a singing skeleton. I, I, are you going to record an album? <laughs> it's been talked about. Because <laughs> he, he is a bard. A lot of people might not realize that bard is a class, is a an adventuring class. You, you I mean? Okay, yes. then we have to tie this into Dungeons and Dragons or fantasy role playing games. Fantasy role playing, which might be an alliterative fantasy role playing game. Was well, that your initial? There's an electronic video game called Bard's Tale. That's not okay. Well, as, as, but when as you as say a, adventuring class, that's not what most people, you know. As a as a PNP player, I my, my my first question is, how does a skeleton sing? What's magic? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'll buy it. I think I just shot watermelon through my nose. <laughs> Well, you were talking about shmoo. <laughs> I mean, a better like, question is, how is a skeleton animated? Fair enough. Exactly. I agree. Yes, yes. yes. I love that you said No, but it does. <laughs> two points to Gryffindor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well done, Mr. Colston. Right, right. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, it, were you two role-playing ga- gamers before, like when you met, and that's the... Before, during, time? after. Still? Yeah. There's, right. a, there's a Pong, the Wandering Monk. RPG that I think I'm still waiting for, right? You know, we actually just played a uh, prototype Rickety Stitch RPG just last night. Cool. (laughs) Nerds! (laughs) Intentionally? Really, Nate? You're going to... No. I will not have self-hating on this podcast, Nate. (laughs) I've been to your house. Okay, so, uh, anyway. All right. And and it was... It started off as... You did the strip in college, right? Uh, For the San Jose Spartan? Is that... No. Oh, no. Uh, we North, went to... Norseman is San Jose State's. Right. We went to Cal State Northridge. Okay, it was Cal State. It was um, Nate that was at San Jose. I can't yeah. even remember the name of it. I've that. seen artwork on your on, on the wall. In the the Northridge day. Daily oh, right. Bugle. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> the Daily Bugle. <laughs> it's okay. He's that. Uh, I don't know what wow. it's called. I Run by J. Jonah Northridge. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, we also did a first iteration of Rickety Stitch was a webcomic, a sort of like a gag thing where they were people living in this world. Oh, okay. It's not canon. 
Okay. <laughs> it's legends. <laughs> well, and, and, and when you're doing an, ins- an installment like twice a week, you know, two, two, for lack of a better phrase, uh, two pages a week, do you feel, because it, it sort of has like almost the Sunday comics feel, is there a, a challenge in, like when you're doing Pong and you're just, you're telling one long story, this is updating twice a week, is there a different challenge in the way you're formatting, uh, an obligation to hit a punchline at the end of every page? Is anything um, affecting the way you're telling it? I would say that's a challenge. I mean, it's really intended to be a long-form story. So, um, I think webcomics has trained me personally in working on Pong and stuff to sort of do that. But I think it's kind of good to do that anyway on a comics page to have it. Be yeah, it's it makes you want to turn the page anyway. Yeah. Okay. Do you? How, oh. Sorry. Uh, how far ahead do you get? Because. Two pages a week seems really ambitious to to me. Uh, you know, are, are you are you set up like a couple of months ahead? Or I was uh, desperately <laughs> trying to match that two. That, Damn it! The two watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, there was a buffer. It's gone. So, so you're basically. But we're still on on track. So sure, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, that's it's. And it's not I mean, as if the story isn't written out, so it's, yeah, we have it's the not story. like we're guessing right. every day. Yeah. So in one of these things where you've got a big mystery set up, you know where you're going. Absolutely, yes. We've, I, as a reader, script, I appreciate that. The, the entire script has been written as well as many other volumes. Well, we, awesome. haven't, we haven't written. We haven't written the volumes. But <laughs> but there's an let, outline. Let me it's all here. It's all here. <laughs> we haven't <laughs> written the volumes, but we've, 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 we've mapped there's, out. There's an outline. Yeah. yeah. Now, have you... Have you Taken into any publishers? Talked to anybody at this point? We've had some talks. We've had some invitations to uh, submit to some publishers. And currently, we're talking to some folks with potential representation. Okay, excellent. Great. Do you know yet what your booth number is at uh, Comic Con so that people that who I hear this know. might get? You're um, in artists. No, no, you're in the indie it's in comic. The small press. Small press. Okay. I want to say it might be 07 because that's where I normally am. Okay, probably not. Yeah, they released a map earlier this week, and it doesn't look too different. And there's been all this controversy, of course, that Marvel Studios was was skipping Comic Con, but uh, but Marvel Comics is still going to be there. I don't know yeah. why people are getting uh, you know up, up in arms about it, but yeah. you know. Yeah. So, all right. Well, cool. So we can look for you in we believe 07 or stand by 07, and listeners start screaming Ben. Ben Costa. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll publish where we are online. I mean, you can visit us at ricketystitch.com and find out what's going on. And once you get there, honestly, those numbers in small press go out the window. You're just kind of lost. There's like a Thunderdome madness. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. So look for a tall guy with facial hair. And a I'm kind of by the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I shave yeah. for conventions, so I won't have facial hair. He's well, you'll be the one, so, so we, yeah. it should be easier to find yeah, that so, way. So uh, we were not important enough to shave. Ben also, also, <laughs> ben also. They wore a tux. Come on. <laughs> it's true. And I really imp- I'm really i impressed by the LED stitching that's gone through it. Well done. We should remind people that there is still a wonderful bound and printed version of your Pong, the Wandering Monk, that they can purchase still. Can you, through the website? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can purchase that. Um, and I'll have that at Comic-Con. And Death some Earth. great T-shirts. As a matter of fact, I was wearing the Team Iron Crotch T-shirt this morning. You took it off? Why? Because it was really sweaty because I worked on it. <laughs> well, he's been, he's been living. 
And then <laughs> he should really, you know. Yeah. So. All right. So. Well, cool. Well, w- thank you guys for coming in, and, and welcome to stay around and shout out when you want to. See see which Costa oh, yeah, brother can have, having us. can have more uh, input today. Very uh, welcome. Yeah, I mean, if you guys talk about Star Wars, I know a lot about Star Wars. Well, we're on. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk Comic Con here. Is that of we course should. the big Comic Con domination this week was that uh, you know again Marvel Studios is skipping, but there's going to be a big Force Awakens presentation at Comic Con. Huge. So, you know, so I mean, which I assume again when people are upset that Marvel Studios is skipping, it's like every other Disney property and product is there, and the comics are it's just the movies. The real question is, are they are they going to be as cool as the? Um, as the Star Wars celebration, can they top what they did at Star Wars Celebration? And, no, because you know what—they're not going to release a trailer. The, well, if they could just stream events, just like they've been one. saying that they were going to be streaming Comic Con. Like yeah, yeah. Okay. Comic Con has star- uh, gone into partnership with Lionsgate for a web channel. Really? Yes, they announced it. Now I should say they've gone into partnership. I don't think they've test run anything okay. yet. And that's going to be the big question. You know, I mean, this was predicted years ago that you're going to have this. Wizard World is doing the same thing on Con TV. They have launched it, right. and they are streaming panels. They ran one with David Tennant. I think is it next weekend is Wizard World in Sacramento. So I haven't seen yet. They've been announcing them very with not a lot of advance warning, like you say on a Friday. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to stream this this panel, so you can if you're not at this particular Wizard World, you can go. So yeah, I think I'm sure they're paranoid that no one is going to show up if they stream everything. It's like really, really. I don't think that's a good, I don't think it's an issue in San Diego, no, or in New York, uh, which just had their <laughs> Comic Con, which they had tumbleweeds their, rolling no, down. They the just street. had their special edition New York Comic Con, yeah, yeah, yeah. like so that they're having two a year now from the same company in New York City, and that was just through the roof. So yeah. you know, it's. Yeah, I would bet that they're gonna that they're going to stream it. It's going to be big, but I think you're still going to have people camp, camping out at Hall. Oh, Edge. absolutely, sure. just and not me. No, I, I will you say. Know, you know what? I really like it at Comic Con, having the hotel room and a good warm bed to sleep in, yes. and not the yes. uh, you know sitting out there. Oh, on the I lawn. could be on the lawn right now, but yeah. I, I just want to put this out here since we're actually recording, and the listeners can back me up if if either of you fail me on this. Okay, because I am not going to Comic Con. Yes. Oh, we're if one of you does not come back with a Black Series New Order Stormtrooper for me, I will, we're going to have issues. I will, so, <laughs> I will try. I will personally they, try. They, they announced, Rick of course. Made, Rick made the commitment. I don't commit to anybody. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, they, they announced the, the, uh, the, the Force Awakens toys that they're going to have available. And they're going to be exclusives there? Probably not. But, you know, okay, they'll have the Comic-Con sticker on them, I'm sure. Yeah. But they've got um, they've got three of them, and I can only but remember two off the top of my head. They've got the, the Hot Wheels. Uh, the vehicles. Sto- new, yeah. The, the, the Darth the, Vader. Well, the, well, no, they've got that was four, for Comic-Con. They've got the Force Awakens, New Order, uh, First Order Stormtrooper, excuse me, First, uh, right, First Order right. Stormtrooper. And, and as far as the pre-order goes, that already sold out. So there's no... Oh, is it we can't, for the, from pre-order? The Hot Wheels pre-order's all gone. So, and then they've got, uh, Hasbro's got the black figure of the, the First Order Stormtrooper. that doesn't mean they won't be available on the floor. Right. They probably have X number it and then X number on the screen. It means it could be see. really hard to get. Though. Yeah. I, well, know, that's all right. That's why I make I no care about the action figure. No, that's why I make no commitment because when you want an exclusive, that's now... So, Drew... I will, Five try, hours. I will try to get it for you if you make me one 
return promise. Of course. When you get it, you will take it out of the package. Oh, God, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Photos or it didn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. You can. <laughs> I, will, I will do an unboxing video for you. You can there put it on go. the website. Just That's that. Drew Campbell, and, and the soundtrack will be this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me tear it from the backing. <laughs> oh, that hurts me. I can't take yeah, that it will be gently removed from the packaging, <laughs> but it will be yes. All right, so uh, so we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, I do think the Marvel Studios stuff is all going to be at D twenty three in August. Is going to be uh, you know, well, Ant Man will have already opened, but I'm going to that. They have footage of Civil War. They'll have footage of I, I think possibly at least something to talk about with Black Panther. And I was trying to figure out well, what else is coming out for 2016 for Marvel. Doctor Strange, that's it. Which, of course, we just mentioned they did uh, announce their Baron Mordo. Let's see. Here's the challenge. The fanboy plan. Can you challenge. pronounce it? Chiwetel and Chiofor. There you go. Yeah, I can say it. it it's close enough that I'll buy it. Not only that, I can spell it from memory because I knew he was an up-and-comer and I'd have to commit the spelling of his name to memory as I wrote things. So. Wow. Uh, Chiwetel. What point of information did you d- displace from your brain to put that in there? No, it's all there. It's just you know, it's just hard. It's like my own my personal laptop. It's harder and harder to get it out of I the see, out I of see. the storage drive. Right. You know, that's what it is. I've got a limited amount right next to the RAM. door. I've pictures. only got like four gigs of RAM. How old do you think I am when you're <laughs> older than me? No, um, only physically. <laughs> Well, they don't grow the beard. Anyway, so, uh, and they also cast uh, Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One. Yeah. Which I think is a, is a very intriguing, brilliant casting. Um, when you, she's just a, a, a fun, and I mean this in a, in a good way, she's a fun, strange actor. Like, she's like the Nicolas Cage. She tries. She's amazing. All kinds of bizarre choices. And when they announce her, it's like, it's like why couldn't she play a thousand-year-old uh, Tibetan monk? Asian. Yeah, you know, well, uh, we shall see. At least it's breaking out of the mold somehow. In, yeah. Uh, you know, um, but they don't, there's no reason that for the film that they have to make make the ancient one. That's true. Uh, it's Asian kind of, it's, the funny thing is it's kind of based around Lost Horizon, you know? Yeah. And the, what people forget is the Grand Master in Lost Horizon was an Englishman who had just been so there could for very a well long be. time. And, I mean, they've broken the mold. Baron Mordo in the comics was... Did they ever identify him as German, I think? Was... Um, I, because I don't know what sort of ethnicity the name Mordo I, is. I got Romanian. <laughs> I got... I, got, I, I, got I, uh, I believe that would be did he always sound? Did he always sound like Dracula to you? Or did he sound like a Hercule? I, I, I got <laughs> Gypsy from him. I got the... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Romani? Romani, yeah. yes. Okay. Or is it Romani? I don't know. Somebody? Yeah, Anybody? Starts with an R. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> the latest installment of words you never hear spoken aloud, you only see in internet <laughs> yeah, rants. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> oh, internet rants. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. Uh, so that's the that's the big casting there for Doctor Strange. So you've got uh, you know you got to. Uh, it's the, coming together. Benedict Cumberbatch so far. Benedict Cumberbatch versus Chiwetel Ejiofor. Awesome with Tilda Swinton. I love Reverie. the fact that if, if Strange has to turn into a dragon, he's got experience doing that. I like the fact. Cute. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. it. Two points for Slytherin. All right. So. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You're the moral compass. Okay. Two points for Hufflepuff. So uh, anyway. Uh, I, oh come on! I can live with Hufflepuff. <laughs> I, no, Hufflepuff. Huff, my homies. Hufflepuff. Yeah. Hufflepuffs, my homies. There's a t-shirt for you. <laughs> 
Anyway. Hufflepuff forever resent. Okay, yeah. and by the way, so is anybody... Uh, is there any outrage about DC Comics movies this week? Because I'm not sure. I, I've stopped paying attention. I was having a conversation with Charlie... You, you know, I don't think Char- there I don't think there has been, other than there's been some... Um, some spinning as to what the movie, the pacing is going to be. Are we talking about Suicide Squad or Batman v Superman? No, 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 Batman v yes. Superman. Which, by the way, when I say Suicide Squad, I mean the wor- the movie with the worst studio security in the world because stuff keeps leaking out of that movie like crazy. Yeah. So You think it was planned or something? Oh, I, I do. But well, it's, it, they officially released a picture of the Batmobile to the, yes. this week. Several pictures yeah. of the Batmobile. And it is awful. It's, and it looks like I mean those those armatures are made to make the legs spread out and stuff as if that's going to stabilize something and it's it's really looking trying to look weaponized and stuff but yeah and yeah. I think they did last week announce the director of the Aquaman film is that James Wan do I have that right the guy from Fast James Wan yeah yeah, yeah he's fantastic I, I've seen a lot of people pushing back I'm like the guy can direct action I Fast haven't seen I haven't seen the Fast and the uh, Furious Fast. but Fast and the Amphibious yes yeah Fast okay. and Amphibious that's what you're going for yeah. all right. I was going Finny. Fins, oh, uh, which we should mention. I believe it's next week is the very last episode of Phineas and Ferb. Um, yeah, so this is the moment. Time to start binge watching summer, and you know you should watch it. Hilarious. I should you watch that I've, Star I've Wars. I've actually episode? watched a couple episodes. The Star Wars episode is hilarious. Uh, so yeah, I get the seal of approval. Thumbs up from Michael Goodson in the back. He does have the excuse of small children. I don't. I just watched it on my own. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, of course, this week was the big opening, which has already made like eighty-seven million. Uh, Jurassic World. Yep. The huge, huge. Uh, how many at the table saw it? I right. have. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a couple. For us, more nerd-centric, we can say if you see it in IMAX and 3D, you get to see six minutes cobbled together from Ant Man. Yes. So. Um, yeah, a little excited. I don't know. If so, it's what do you think about two. that? I mean, about the Ant-Man. did it make you more or less excited about the movie? My feeling is I see these movies regardless. Yes. So it, it's kind of like I don't know that you could make me more or less excited. I mean, I suppose you could have said, you know, like six minutes of Jonah Hex 2, and I would have been, there's nothing you could do. Uh, but If you would have uh, seen six minutes of Jonah Hex 1, you would have made a better decision. <laughs> and not seen <laughs> Jonah Hex 1. <laughs> I, just, I just felt like, okay, six minutes, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be really good. And it was like, well, let's have a bunch of talking scenes. And let's I think have, I think the problem it was, was it, tried to, it, it tried to do a couple, uh, too many different things, like yeah. show that it's it's the stereotypical heist movie. Because every, I mean, this doesn't work perfectly, but Marvel Studios will claim they're trying to make every one of their films fit a different kind of genre. They believe that's what's giving them yeah. um, their longevity and their specialness is that each one fits some other like. Which I, the Winter Soldier was a '70s political thriller, right? Right, and that's why they cast Robert Redford since he was, you know, Three Days of the Condor, right? And, and, uh, and he's seventy, and, and right, and now he's seventy. <laughs> uh, but Age of Ultron was very was very clearly their universal horror film. You know, it's the Mad Scientist. Right, right, I'm really right. clearing that up. And sometimes that fit works, and sometimes it doesn't. I have not seen it that and, way. That's and yeah. Ant Man is. Well, we can talk, I, yeah, we'll talk about that offline. We'll sure. sit there and geek out because I got time before my comedy sports match. Yeah, improv, guys. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, he just dropped the mic. Yeah, they were insulting it earlier. Um, but anyway, uh, so Ant Man is their heist film, and, and, so they and were, they've got the the typical heist crew, and that right. did come out in. There. And they were trying to establish that, but it's an odd pacing when you're going. Paul Rudd saying, "You know, enjoy this." It's like, well, it's a superhero movie. Get to the superhero, yeah. you know, and yeah. then. 
And then Michael Douglas's voice is just strangely at odds. I've been watching you, Scott, for a long time. I loved his voice. No, I mean <laughs> I, it's it's just interesting. It's just at odds with yeah. what's going with what's going on there. And then, um, yeah, I mean, and I think the best things about the Ant Man effects. I love seeing it in, in 3D and IMAX because yes. I'm like, yeah, I, I now I know I want to see this film in that format. But the things that had already attracted me to what is a controversial movie since Edgar Wright had been thrown off, you know, right? Uh, well, I'm sorry, they left due to creative, creative differences. differences. Uh, you know, that he had, had been and cosmic like, rays and cosmic rays. Uh, this gamma radiation. It's a whole yeah. awkward thing. And uh, since that had changed, um, you know, I. I, I was interested in seeing anyone to see what they did because I think Peyton Reed's a good. Uh, is it Peyton Reed or some? Who is the director on this? Somebody took it. I think it's Peyton Reed. I want to say sounds it's familiar. Um, you know that uh, I thought he's an okay director. He's not one who I think has a great stamp on movies, but he makes well done films. You know, yeah. I, I've not I've not not enjoyed his work to be as awkwardly inoffensive as possible. Um, I felt it was a serviceable six minutes. It didn't make me change my mind. I mean, the big joke is already blown, but it makes me laugh every time. Is that Thomas the Tank Engine thing? Oh, that's so funny! Hey, you know, every time I see that commercial, that makes me laugh. That they're fighting the train and going, you know. What was noteworthy about it this week was they had that six minutes. If you saw the IMAX uh, 3D version of the film, right? So it's not in the 2D. It's not in the 2D. But what was more noteworthy was they came out with a bunch of advertisements where Ant-Man is positioned on various Avengers accoutrement. Like he's standing on Cap Shield. shield. No shield, no hammer, no no armor. Yeah, Yeah, no armor. Which is really trying to sink him into the the Avengers world and potentially... Well, because they've already announced he is in Civil War. Right. So, but... And then the, the other thing was, leaving the theater, they were setting up the cardboard standee sign for for the oh. for the film, and it's it struck me as really strange. This thing is huge. It's like it's twelve feet across and nine feet tall. And I know as it's nine AMC feet tall because Ant Man is nine feet tall on this advertisement. Well, you're walking by and the you're rumor, looking up at it. The him. rumor that leaked out this week, and I say, and I, again, rumor, grain of salt, is that in Civil War he will become giant giant man, man as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they're going to play. The Justin whole and I had a big conversation about how that worked last night. I don't uh, think they've. Re- I think that was just promotion. You know, somebody in the publicity department going so make him well, huge, make him huge. You know, because that's what we do. Everybody is going to be. You know. Uh, now uh, let's let's go to the uh, Zolak for a second. Originally, hang on. Mm, okay, yes, I'm here. Originally, Ant Man had, had gas canisters Glad on his good. belt. <laughs> yes. That he would release the gas to make him small, and then again to re-enlarge, and the same gas made him into Giant Man by right. just enlarging past normal. Right. I, as I recall, have they re, have they redone that in recent history, or are we all supposed to expect that there's still gas involved? It's not gas; it's pim particles. That's right, <laughs> as they call it. Hank Pym created the discovered the pim particles, which changed the, the size. Uh, of objects. So, so is that a reboot or just no? No, a, that was a re- that evolution. Was a, that was an evolution of okay. the gas, and now be, uh, right because use the pim card. Yeah, it's it's kind of an effect. Okay, <laughs> look. Well, your scorn is so biting. <laughs> Thank you. I have, I have my undersecretary of contempt, Drew Campbell, to my right, <laughs> also known as Sub Diego. <laughs> Sub Diego. Thank you, Sub Diego. 
Uh, <laughs> no, now that, now that you say it, I'm remembering. I was trying to have this conversation last night with Justin, and I couldn't remember. Because I the, think on a on a on a car cast when we had, I did one with Car D'Angelo, he said when they announced Ant Man, he said, you know, the problem with Ant Man is now all the, you know, all the uh, publicity is going to be full of PIM articles. <laughs> and you know that was like the worst pun oh. in fanboy planet history. Wow. Wow. Uh, like made like four years ago, and uh, he probably worked on that one. All oh night. no, sh- don't you insult him? Uh, <laughs> okay, so, the afternoon, maybe. Um, please, I know you stay up late at night, going, I, "What's in the news? I can make a pun." I just always have notes. Uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, dominating the Evernote. So, how about Jurassic World? I don't want to give spoilers away. Just uh, it does ignore two and three. We were arguing over what the titles were: Lost World and Jurassic Park Three, or you could call it Jurassic Park. Sam Neill's back. Claw Marks. Claw Sam Neill's back. Sam Neill's back. You know, that's one of the things is, though they do mention the original Jurassic Park, I mean, when I saw the commercial, so this is not a a spoiler to say, when I first saw the trailer for Jurassic World, I was like, well, it has to be a reboot. Because clearly, people would learn. When no one of those three movies ended well, in a a typical Michael Crichton way of like, Although I realized that they did make a sequel to Westworld too, when everybody was killed by homicidal robots, right, right. and they reopened Delos in yeah. Future World, um, you know, it's like, well, gee, we've killed a bunch of people in uh, three times doing this. It can't happen again. I mean, that would be silly. We've, well, uh, I think it kind of explains sports in Cleveland too, because they keep coming back. <laughs> right. Okay. No, I, I did think, other than that basic question of why. Did you do this? Why did you reopen this park when they acknowledged that? Because it's very early on a reference to. Well, I know a lot of people died at Jurassic Park, but this is Jurassic World. And I'm right, like, right, 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 right. What? It's, <laughs> it's bigger. It's bigger. And we let you touch the dinosaurs. It's, it's, it's Anaheim or Florida. Well, this has to end well. It, it, it's now Florida. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's totally yeah, Florida. And, and it's totally within Florida. I did think that. I did think that if you were paying attention, uh, you know, that if you paid attention to some throwaway dialogue with the science, that they were explaining like one of my favorite parts of uh, of the original trilogy of like when they discover something new about a dinosaur. How suddenly that version of the dinosaur reflected what science had decided later. Right, 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 right. You know, so the Tyrannosaurus's abilities changed, even though the basic DNA had not. You know, so they actually do explain that in a throwaway right. line why why that would be. And and a part of that movie did depress me, like going, yes, now that I've now that I understand why you were doing Jurassic World, yes, we would do this. It doesn't matter that people might die. You're right. There's money involved. You know. <laughs> did they? <laughs> did they ever explain why in Jurassic Park Unix looked like '90s VR? <laughs> no. Oh, damn. That was the, the the one question I cared about. <laughs> so three. Wow. Things. And and I thought Rick was the geek he wanted. To, Rick, go ahead. Did I have contempt back? I'm sorry. I, you just I did. Have... Why did Unix look like '90s VR? And for people who have seen The Sun, Unix was an opera. Okay, anyway, go ahead. So three things that are not going to come near to that to level of... Uh, Geekiness? Antisocial. You say that, um, <laughs> but I've the, met you. The, uh, the first thing is that I think that the, the male and female lead casting was great. I think that... Um, I don't know the actress... Uh, uh, that was Dry, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. That's right. Bryce Dallas Howard, right? And Everybody's confusing with Jessica Chastain this no, week. No, and she... Uh, she was in her career uh, survived at M Night Shyamalan. Remember movie and from the village, from the village, the M Night Shyamalan. Um, she was, I think, she was wonderfully played. You had the, her character arc through this goes takes a nice twist as far as them having had a relationship before and. I, I wasn't as impressed with this. I think the reason it made I said nice. I didn't, I, it didn't I, blow me away. I think the reason it made eighty-seven million dollars is Chris Pratt. 
But I, but I, what I, dinosaurs. What I've been amazed to hear, and I don't understand, is there are people saying that it's sexist and misogynist, and I don't, I didn't get that at all from her. Her character is proves herself to be as least as badass as Chris Pat, Pratt does. I, I don't want to spoil. I was not as bothered by it as some critics, but I do understand why people think that. And and, and I'll just say, think that or want to think that. No, think that. Okay. I think there. I, I think there's. A lot of stereotypical gender role, um, and especially, and I just don't want to give spoilers about okay. it. I mean, I do think she has her badass moments. That's true, and it's a great problem solving. How can it be sexist when the Raptors are all female? Right? The de- no, I, I, and they no. have a lot of speaking well, parts. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And you can send your hate mail to Rick Brett at. Okay. No, I did not say that. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm I'm going to pretend you did. All right. So, so the second thing was. Um, when we all watched the trailers, the really cool scene was with the Raptors and Chris Pratt on the, the motorcycle, motorcycle and yes. stuff. And you're kind of going, oh, that's that's cool, but the Raptors are no, not looking as dangerous anymore. And they pulled that back in. Yeah. To, no, to, I bought that. I they made that, that whole thing work. The movie has a lot of surprises the trailer did not give away. And I'm right. very, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, and I'm going to say it. It deserves money, but I think most. I think a lot of its money is because people love Chris Pratt. Yeah. That guy is catapulting, and you know, or as I would just say, I refuse to acknowledge him as Chris Pratt. He is Star Lord because I think that's what he would rather be known as, Star Lord. The last Who? thing is, they Star Lord, man. <laughs> they made so many. They left so many things open at the end. I'm yeah. going to make a prediction right now as to the title oh, of the okay, next I was film. Say, I thought you were. Gonna, Rick's going <laughs> Amazing Carnet goes There will be a sequel That's your prediction no, I will tell you What the title is going to be Jurassic War Not Jurassic Galaxy No No not yet Not yet No but I'm putting that on No I'm Jurassic War um, uh, Yeah Yeah the way that The way that That plot goes I, I, Yeah I can see that Yeah I think that's one Or you see the movie first Or, or just it. Or just Jurassic World 2 Because we never learn <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be five? <laughs> well, no, because two and three don't exist. Oh, okay. They don't exist anymore. We never so, learn. No, they don't. All right. Some of our audience is leaving. They've got to go off to other things, but we thank we thank people who have shown up. And uh, all right. So let's go further. Um, let's go to television because you've got a lot you want to talk about. Yeah, there's, I mean, just a Do you watch TV, Ben, or do you it's can't free. afford it? <laughs> ben watches no, the Warriors I, I, games. I watch... You know, I watch Netflix. I pay for Netflix and All right, HBO. All I value right. those things, I guess, okay. more than going to the comic book store. <laughs> that counts. That counts. <laughs> it's all right. It's so, all right. So let's talk about the stuff that's been on TV already. We had the first five episodes of Wayward Pines. Yes. The which M. Night Shyamalan TV version TV of a of at least a trilogy. No, it's a trilogy of novels. The first one's called. Oh, they're novels. Yeah, they're, they're, I didn't the know that. First one's called Wayward, and you can then get I it. You can actually get it. The ebook version of it's available on I, on uh, Amazon for like two bucks. Um, the first one's called Wayward, and I can't remember what the next ones are. Pines, uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> I, 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 and then. The last one's called Starring <laughs> for the Fjords. <laughs> but it, it, it involves this FBI, FBI agent who's, who's looking into the disappearance of his partner and uh, ex-partner who have been off on a mission and have stopped, stopped reporting back in. And he's involved in an automobile accident, wakes up in the city of Wayward Pines. I'll call it a town. Yeah, a town. Yeah. Um, 
unincorporated burg. It's 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 got everything you. It's got its own hospital. It's got you know. It's, yeah. it's a mayor. There's a mayor of it. And it it's yeah. a great cast, and the I'll cast is wonderful. Yeah, um, but you have. He can't. I'm not going to give any spoilers here. More than you'd get from a commercial. He can't leave. Right. He doesn't know why he can't leave. People won't. People obviously had lives before they came here, but they didn't. They won't right. talk about so it. So what it reminds me of, and it's, I watched for some was it's the prisoner meets Twin Peaks. Exactly. But that's what I was thinking too. What? More sci-fi. But more sci-fi. It's well, the prisoner is sci-fi. No, don't, yeah. Don't. Have you watched through episode five? Okay, so okay. episode five. There are only five episodes. I entirely endorse binge watching the rest of it. Do not let anyone spoil this for you before okay, you get I'll to episode watch. five. I watched episode two. Five. In. I'm two in. So episode five has for what was for me the biggest jaw dropping moment in television, and it was not telegraphed by anything that went on before or any commercials. It was masterful, and it made. Everything makes sense. Good in the shooting of well, now I'm going to watch episode five, waiting for the mic drop. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> something happens. I don't want to talk about finally this. in a couple of months where we can start talking about all the stuff yeah. that goes on. There's a couple of things that are not quite explained by what happened in episode five, but I'm being real geeky about it because this. This lit up all my pris- prisoner sensibilities, and he has I, prisoner senses like spider senses. I took I, no, I took the prisoner. The prisoner used to make so much more sense. In my neighborhood, was was broadcast on Friday and Sunday night. On Friday, I'd watch it. On Sunday night, I would take written notes that I still have somewhere as to what was going on. And so the nerd credit goes back, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Give the look. Uh, under Secretary of Contempt, go ahead, give the look. <laughs> there you go. So that's Wayward Pines. Pines. Sense 8, S-E-N-S. The yes, nothing but wonderful things. It's an amazing show. If you're at all upset about um, varied sexualities and explicit... So if you're a bigot, watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, or no, if you're against if, nudity, if you're, I don't from what I understand, I don't think that's what you meant. But no, I, mean, I mean, I'm saying there's 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 every type of coupling you could imagine um, is occurring quite in graphic manners for television. For are there furries? They're not, and it, I didn't mean you could imagine. <laughs> Season two. I mean, most people who are sitting in the audience enjoying a meal. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, but the thing about Sense8 is it's a show about these people who are all over the world who all of a sudden are realizing they're getting the sensory perceptions of other people. So they're, they're, waking, they're waking to the fact that they can experience what's going on in someone else's body and, in fact, turn into the point where they can borrow, they can ask for help from one, one another. There's a terrific fight scene that I swear, I was watching this and I'm going, this tops Daredevil. I was going to ask. That's that impressive. Because that so is the, the, the current From the standpoint bar. of cinematography, okay. and it, it tops the hall scene in Daredevil. And it's Wachowskis, right? So you're, you're looking for that kind of stuff. They, they kind of gave us bullet time and... and well, and then, and then they gave us Jupiter Ascending. So I mean, well, I didn't okay. watch that, so I'm, I haven't seen it yet. So I'm not going to make. So this that is the, this for me has been. I did love their Speed Racer. This has been their my redemption. It's all. I'm only three epi- three or four episodes in. I, I I could only give that much. And we all know that six day. is the magic number. Five now. Um, 
But the, took a six because of wayward, wayward Pines. Yeah. Five. Five, five, five lowered it. If five it's not five, it. we're out for sure. You weren't if listening three minutes ago, five, Yeah, I was. So, sort of. But the other things about this film, amazingly well uh, photographed. You're all over the world. So you're in India, London, the U.S. You're all, all in Africa, South America. Um, and because these people are spread out. And there is something going on that is in wrapping the whole story but there are all these interesting there are all these indiv- interesting individual stories that are happening too so it's enthralling and if you can get past some of the graphic violence and of course the graphic sexuality are there hawkmen no okay then i can get yeah, yeah so right. that's uh, sensate uh, i again another this is a and that's on Net, that's on netflix right. so you can and binge watch I, I tried watching there's another netflix they launched a sci-fi thing uh, a canadian Series between have you seen? It's almost like a it's a a, a a biological Logan's Run. Like there's this town where everybody over the age of twenty one. I haven't seen it. Was that one gets of the, a virus and dies? Was and that one of the premier things that they yes. had to vote vote pe- people voting? No, on? no, no, no. Netflix doesn't do that. That's Amazon. It's Amazon that oh, that's does right. That. Amazon. Netflix. This came out what two weeks ago? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I saw it pop up. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Don't. Okay. I only watched it because the girl who was uh, on iCarly, um, the anime on Sam and Cat, and my kids watched it. Went, oh, I don't have a child, so I have doing, no idea what okay, you're talking about. Uh, yeah. She's doing a, well, she, uh, the other The one who's not Ariana Grande, um, who I can't remember, but she showed up in this, in this drama. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I read the synopsis. I go, oh, it's kind of like Logan's Run without it being a social thing. It's everybody just dies at, when they turn 22. Yeah. And it was the most, it was the... <laughs> If you can make fun of, you know, people make fun of the way Canadian dramas go. Like you watch the Nick Kroll show and they have this uh, Wheels on Ontario. It was like every stereotypical thing about a Canadian show, only this was serious. It's just, you know, everybody just vaguely has that accent and and they've got just strange jargon for everything. And and and, and even the rebellious teens are like... Well, let's go um, take some products, eh? You know, and so <laughs> this is the show but, we're recommending people not watch. Right, okay. but, but it's a sci-fi show, so if you see it, you know, crops up on the, your Netflix menu and goes, recommended. No, I don't recommend Find it. Find Sensate or Weird Pines yeah. first. But the, uh, the, the third one I want to talk about is Defiance is back for the third season. And I interviewed Kevin Grazier uh, last year at Convolution. And mm-hmm. he was he's their science advisor. He's worked on a lot of shows. And... This is a really good show. It's it's got a lot of it's got come a long ways from the first. It's the one that's set in St. Louis, the wreck underneath the wreck yeah. of the arch, and um, they the aliens uh, who were invading got shot down, so they're basically stranded on the planet and are, are are learning to live with us. And there's just enough alien artifacts and things going on, but you have real different cultures, and it's it's a really solid, interesting show. The third season just had its premiere um, yesterday. Summer is fantastic for genre stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And Defiance has a uh, tie-in video game as well. It does, which is free to play now. Yes. So it used to, you had to buy the buy the app, and now you can just download the app and go and We and got play. thumbs down from Fanboy Planet co-founder Show. Michael Goodson. Bad game. Okay. Bad game. But it's free. So you, yeah, okay. Please. Um, <laughs> Once you get past the sixth episode of it and the Hawkman come in, <laughs> it's, uh, it's fine. That's, that's the podcast I title. I discovered... One and I, I think a shout out. I think I, I read it about it on the AV Club. It's on Hulu because Hulu Plus has been. Uh, I, I guess even Hulu regular has been running a lot of obscure British television. Okay, that has not been picked up elsewhere. So I'm recommending 
for a very twisted sense of humor, and I think you'll appreciate the meta-ness of, the, of what I'm about to describe. It's a show called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Okay. So the premise of the show is, is that Garth Marenghi was this like Dean R. Koontz, Stephen King hybrid popular in the late 70s, early 80s. Writer. Writer, but also considered himself an actor, producer, screenwriter, director, all this. And that somebody gave him money to do, write an original series which sort of resembles Kingdom Hospital, which I know had been a remake of The Kingdom, it had been right, a Danish show. Right, right, right. But, so he'd done this show, and it had met with universal disdain. But they're doing a documentary in 2004, reviving the series. So the series is being shown to you, interspersed with cast and crew interviews. Wow. Looking back at it, and it's done with bad syndicated special effects of the 80s. So if you can imagine all those. But this is all new. They're doing it's this. All, it was, it's it a mockumentary. It was shot in 2004, okay. and apparently tanked in England because it was shown at like. Oh, so it's repurposed. 2 a.m. by BBC4. Okay. And it is it is so bizarrely... And it's people that... Uh, one of the creators is Richard Ayode, who had done the IT crowd. Yeah. And right. uh, had been on the Mighty Boosh. So it's full of people from the Mighty Boosh. So it's a very twisted sense of humor. And they're all kind of people that have been interacted. So they're all treating each other. And it mocks the period so well. And it's so odd. To the point that the actual the, the original production is so cheap that it's set in a hospital that is clearly a cardboard box set. Like they've you know built this miniature and they keep going to a walls and shake. And it's dark place hospital. Uh, no, I, I mean literally. There's a miniature that's clearly a cardboard box they've painted to look like nice, a hospital nice. with a little sign, and uh, that's their exter- exterior. So what did we say? They left, but, but the, the last Sylvester year of Sylvester McCoy, right? Uh, you know it. It's purposely making the effects of Flash Gordon on sci-fi look bad. Uh, So while you're talking about Dark, coming up... um, Actually, no. Premiered last night. I haven't had a chance to watch it. Is Dark Matter. Which which is... The premise of this is a number of people wake up on a spaceship with no memory of who they are. They basically give themselves names in the order in which they woke up. And they're trying to figure out... Why are they there? What were they doing? They each one have different different skill sets. Is this a sci-fi channel? This is sci-fi channel again, which is... Which, by the way, has become science fiction again, and it's a really good, yeah. good network. I mean, they're still doing wrestling, but... I mean, and yeah. they're still showing Sharknado 3. I'm looking forward, and so are you. Uh, no. No, I totally actually turned off Sharknado. I hold, tried hold, watching it. Hold on a second. Hold on. Did you just say Bo Derek is in Sharknado 3? <laughs> yes. And, uh... Hi. What's his name? Michael e- Michael Ian Zerick. What's his name? Ian Zering. Ian Zering. Ian Zering. Ian. 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 Mr. Zering. Words you never hear outside exactly. of a rant. According to according to the the pre the pre commercial the uh, teaser that they got is going to spend a lot of this time walking and going through scenes wearing a medal of honor. I, I would like to explain yes. to you how bad our culture has gotten. So we know that Sharknado is a joke. I mean, right? They get the joke, right? Yes, sure. And it's what they call a mockbuster. Yes. So this week, I got an email, uh, a press release, in case you couldn't wait for Sharknado 3, <laughs> there's Shark Avalanche coming. So another studio <laughs> is doing oh, parody films of, 
of asylum movies, which means that the snake is eating its tail, and again, it's time for human civilization to end. No, but it's called no. Shark Avalanche and not Shark Avalanche. No, that's how bad it is. It's Shark Avalanche, where people are trapped in like the Alps, and sharks come sliding down. But I don't worry, don't. Nate. It's effects by Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That sounds so weird. I just, it's just. Uh, what's the What's the movie? About I don't the, have time for the good things. <laughs> what's the movie about the Nazi zombies that wake up? Dead snow. Dead snow. But my yeah, friend but those Derek, are good. No, my my friend Derek is one of the lead zombie ah, Nazis ah. in Dead Snow too. My favorite part of Dead <laughs> Snow is where the guy repairs his own. Yeah, Derek his Mears. Own. Derek Mears. Shout out! Come on, get it. You should, he should Derek be Mears is the man. Repairs his own ripped throat with duct tape. tape. Yeah. yeah. Which um, happens all the time in the field. Indeed. So Duct tape works on everything. Absolutely. Dark Matter, did you watch it? Yes. And thumbs up from 10. Thumbs up. Okay. That was thumbs up from uh, audience member Forrest Elam. I would like to shout out, yeah. You're, you're doing a good job pretending you know who he is. I, I do know who awesome, he is. Awesome, awesome. It's pretending I know who you are. Indeed. <laughs> the, the next show that's Admitting coming... Admitting you know. The next show that's coming from sci-fi is Killjoy's. Which apparently not the fabulous Killjoys, no, right? No, so, no, it's a comic. Yeah, so. Killjoys, which is about a group of uh, space bounty hunters. Yeah, um, and it's got and that sounds cheesy, but it's got creative uh, people from both Gone Girl and Orphan Black, and no Lost Girl, Lost, Lost Girl. Girl. Girl, Lost Girl. Pardon me, Gone Girl. Totally different film. It is. It is. <laughs> I liked that one. Oh, Orphan I Black. Lost Girl. I've been thinking about watching because um, you can catch them on. Lost Girl on uh, Netflix right this now. This one looks... It's much more action ben adventure. Can. Oh, yes. Much more action adventure looking, and it's got uh, kind of the three people that are like the core group. are like, yeah, I hate you, but we laugh together kind of... <laughs> like this podcast. Like this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's coming out on the 19th, so one week from yesterday. And then one you've also... That you've got down here, which we, I think... I watched maybe the trailer we, for it. Maybe we didn't mention when they announced it, and I meant to. I don't think so. Is that they are doing... <laughs> it's a mini-series of... Three-episode mini-series. Of Childhood's End. Arthur C. Clarke's Childhood's End, which is one of the most thoughtful science fiction books of that era. I also consider it one of the most depressing, and yet I've still read it like three times. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's amazing. It's a book. good book. Well, it's I'm just, certain that Sci-Fi Channel will do it justice. Well, Because, <laughs> I mean, they didn't... I, I, I have to say. They ruined Riverworld twice. Or Dune, or <laughs> so. they did Riverworld. They rebooted their re redaming that's what, of. That's why Riverworld. I said twice. That's why I said twice. I know. So, the, so the uh, the thing about this though is, but it's a totally new. I, I was right there with there. you, Drew. I was like, oh god, what are they going to do with? It? It's going to be like a spaceman comes back to Earth and everyone now they're aliens here or something. That's Riverworld, but. This actually looked like they were going for ma the major beats of the, the, the novel. The thing that I'm hoping is that enough people have forgotten V. And not because yeah, V because actually they don't has anything to do with it, but that, but, that, but that V very clearly, back in 1984, ripped off the imagery, the iconic imagery from Childhood's End. The, the, and the which is the ship's... Childhood End featured a lizard person eating a no, guinea no, pig. No. <laughs> No. no, the thing about Childhood's End because that's pretty much the only iconic imagery I can remember from no, the ships ships appearing over all the different cities like ID Four did, and you have you have which these, also then still yeah yeah, yeah. but this, Childhood's End did it first Fair basically enough. an alien force Shut up. comes to Earth <laughs> a, and this is why I'm not on often <laughs> a mysterious alien force that we don't actually get to see they never let us see them 
but they come to Earth and basically make Earth into Utopia. No, they do let us see them. Not uh, he's read it several times. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're, you're, no, you're right. It's one guy who gets to see them. Right. I'm sorry. Yes, and he, he doesn't get to see him. He sneaks aboard the craft. And, right, 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 right. So sneaky Bob. Yeah. So that's not a spoiler because that's we're not, not sure. his name. But uh, yeah, but sneaky Ralph. So we don't know about what's going on or why they've done this, but they've come to make Earth a paradise. And we, and, of course, don't trust them. And they tried to do this in the 70s, and Neil Adams had done the concept art, so at least then yeah, they had, Yeah, they yeah, yeah. I know, remember that. Right, yeah. So looking forward to that. Three-issue miniseries. That seems to be Three the episode right... episode miniseries. We get so confused. Three episodes. Television is yeah. episodes, not They're issues. They're floppy episodes. Or are yours. On webcomics, is it episodes or pages or issues or what do you call it? Pages. All right. Because it's ultimately for a book. Yeah. 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 There you go. But we got... <laughs> <laughs> I love on an audio podcast when we all just stare at each other meaningfully. Yes, <laughs> indeed, we've gotten this. Mm. The one that I didn't put down on the Ben's list. Ben's a thinker. All right, <laughs> the one that I put didn't put down on the list is coming back. I think next week, or maybe next month. Flash Gordon. No, okay, no, no. no. Uh, um, the last ship. No, the last ship. Yeah, which was a TNT, really, a really amazing yes. show about a worldwide plague and a this destroyer that's out on maneuvers. Um, and doesn't get infected, whereas most of the world does, and most you know, like yeah. it's another ninety percent of the world died off. And the the doctors who actually are working on the cure are on board this destroyer. Right. And at the end of last Ooh. season, they had made it back to the United States with the cure. But it's not just as simple as applying the cure anymore. So I'm not going to say too much more. The first, the first season was really good, really watchable, and it's one of those things where you you go, this is a military show, but I'm not getting like the typical over testosterone, uh, crazy uh, military guys. They're, it's a very thinking and still believable uh, set. And you kind of go, well, I, I said this on the show. The navy, the navy guys, because they're all they're all on a ship and they have to get along together. They're a very controlled group of individuals, and so they're not going off. They're not yeah. shooting from the hip. You have the the navy marines that are there. They're special forces kind of guys that go on on um, missions and stuff. But I really liked. I was not expecting to like this show at all. And it's one of my favorite shows. And if you've seen gone to AMC recently, I mean, they've been running that trailer before every movie for yeah. the last at least month. So yeah. I kind of thank you though. I had absolutely no idea what that show was about. It, it, I mean, I've seen the ads for the year you know change it's been on, and, and had no idea that that was what. Oh yeah. Anything to do. Yeah. So, so their marketing is failing. But it's unfortunate because it's a really good show. It's like it's like if we what if we had a plague and there weren't zombies? Well, that's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> then nobody, it would be a very empty planet. <laughs> nobody cares about that. What people would just die? <laughs> that's the movie Estrella. Uh So yes, yes, there we go. Which uh, I think just did some more film festival work. So hopefully we'll be getting that around. Well, I guess that's really about it. We, all we've got to talk to you. What talk a wonderful 400th episode. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Of course, a lovely if you're, audience. If you you're are. listening at home and if you're here, uh, of course, if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. 
You can find this podcast if you're not actually here at the Seven Stars Bar and Grill. You can find us on iTunes, where we'd appreciate it if you'd rate us, uh, you know, subscribe, and, and tell your friends if you did like it. Assuming you don't like us, please don't tell anybody. And uh, it's also available on the Stitcher app, and you can find us at www.fanboyplanet.com, where as well you can find, if you're hearing about stuff we're talking about and you're thinking, I'd like to purchase that, if you cannot find it at your local brick-and-mortar small business, you can go to the Amazon link that's there on Fanboy Planet and purchase that way. Though, of course, again, we want to support small businesses first. And uh, although we're a small business, maybe I should stop saying that. And uh, <laughs> and if you just feel that, oh, we need more brick-and-mortar. Part of my enjoyment is yeah, we need to we need to brick-and-mortar. Uh, and uh, we have a PayPal link as well. If you wanted to just you know donate a little bit of money, uh, we would appreciate that as well. And so uh, we thank all our special guests. We've got uh, Ben and James. Say goodbye. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And once again, where will we find you at, at Comic Con? I know you don't know exactly. Uh, small press area. Small press area. Um, Comic Con. You can also go to ricketystitch.com. or check it for us on Facebook for updates. R i c k e t y s t i c h. Yes. That sounded right. Good. M O U S E. And of course, over here, our uh, Drew Resident Campbell. Star Wars Thank expert. you for having me on again. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It's always and a good time. Uh, I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief of fanboyplanet.com. Nate, you still there? Bye, Big Costa. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to use, use your, your powers only for good. good. Fanboy! You haven't sounded bone grill. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do a song this morning. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Well, this will get hits. As always, did we peak too soon? We peaked too, way too soon. Now that I'm recording it, we... Yeah. It'll stop being fun. Nathan, are you still there? Yeah, he was, I need yeah, your heartbeat. Cool. Your heartbeat needs to be coming over the microphone. He was taking a moment to uh, call Ben. How far away are you? Stephen Nelson is in the audience, folks. Known skeptic. Okay. I doubt he's actually here. I well, I see it. Is visual proof, physical proof? So two shows I want to talk about. I want to talk about Bingermania is approximately one minute out. Okay. I want to talk about um, Sense Eight and Wayward Pines. And Wayward Pines. I have not yet watched Sense Eight. I could take I want, or leave. Wayward I was going to watch. I was I'm only two episodes into Wayward Pines. Oh, you you, you have to watch through five. You absolutely. Have to watch it, this is the Flash Gordon thing again. No, I will not. No. <laughs> I tell you, five was the best payoff of any show I have ever watched. Are you referencing Flash Gordon the series? Of course I am. I am so sorry. Kaka, kaka. Watch that. Shut kaka, up. Kaka, yeah, kaka. We like we like hate it's watched like, it for six episodes, kaka, oh. and then Derek, the sixth episode. It's a visual. Shut up. Kaka, kaka. <laughs>
Everybody else gave up after the first one. I'm sorry, when someone says caca, exactly. I think it's like one of my students just mocking me thinking they're original. Mr. Caca, caca. And you were right. Yeah. And I just thought, no, it's Flash Gordon without space. How badly space. could they screw this up? It's Flash Gordon <laughs> without space. Which was the stupidest question I have ever asked myself. It could have been worse. No, it couldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> WWE on sci-fi was a better sci-fi show <laughs> than Flash Gordon. It still is. <laughs> it had more continuity. That's true. <laughs> better character development. <laughs> and, and better costuming. Yes. <laughs> Special effects are better. I mean, again, you take a show, say, let's have this alien race, let's go to this alien world and make sure that most of the action takes place in his subdivision in Los Angeles. Exactly. Ah. In a three-bedroom townhouse. Good for so budget. So oh, it was great for the last Sylvester McCoy season of Doctor Who. Yes. That hurts me too. Let's uh, <laughs> but it's true. You're right, you're right. Coming in the door right now, ben friends ben and neighbors, big hand of applause for Ben Costa. <laughs> We're not actually live, but you know, Ben so is, is headed a- to the bathroom. <laughs> Highly recommend the bathroom, especially if you're all, a guy. All, all this attention has been wasted. For the now. mural. <laughs> yeah. Nate? Yo. Your bro's here. Finally. He just walked in the door. By the way, hi, Nate. Hey, Drew. How's it going? That's Drew. I'm going to get more liquid for the podcast. That's right. Yeah, I wasn't planning on sitting. I'm going to do the same. That's right, people. The podcast is actually liquid cooled. Derek's going to get more liquid. I just rebuilt this. Nate, everybody's left the microphones but me. They left you. They left me. You've been abandoned. Somewhat. So how close to the how close to your mouth is your microphone right now? Is it very close or far away? Mine? Yeah. It's approximately two inches. Okay, that's probably pretty good. Do would you like it closer or farther? Did you just do anything with it just now? No, no, it's fine. I did not. It's, it's fine. Then. Right now, when you're you're talking at that level, is perfect. When you get a little louder, okay. you're breaking up a little bit. When you get when you get a little quieter, of course, we can't hear you at all. So wonderful. I, I, I hate to put that much pressure on you <laughs> to know exactly how you sound. Christine, I will try to speak house. at a consistent volume. We have a nice turnout today. Is it our turnout or is it the bar's turnout? I can't. I can't hear you. What? I'm a figment of your imagination. I'm a. Fi- you're a figment of my imagination. Really? Uh, let's all get some figment. I used to know how to roll figment. That little machine. Ben Costa, you're a special guest, so you get to sit right here so I can dial in your sound. Grab a chair. 
put the headphones on the, on your head. Let's see. Is that that's all twisted around? Ah, I did this to you. Sorry. So you can probably come in closer and. So let's hear you. Hello. That sounds pretty good. Say hi, Nate. Hi, Nate. Hi, Nate. Oh. <laughs> Guess who that is? Beats me. I mean, you have to actually speak because gestures and shrugging your shoulders don't work on radio. Well, they can all see it. They can all see it, yes. Very good. Good to see you. Did you want to get something to drink or eat or anything? So we got uh, about. I'm good for now. Is there any way we can. Yeah, let's see. Healing. Uh oh. Okay, go ahead and put that on. All right. So, you and Drew are going to have to come to an equinox here as far as comfortable headphone distance. But the good thing about there? that is it'll keep your mouth did I just get closed muted to or did it drop out? You're there, Nate. Uh, Nate. Oh, God. Nate, can you hear me? Oh, shit. Hold on. Nate, can you hear me? <laughs> Damn it, what's going on? I like that you do your research. I try, man. You know? Nate, can you hear me? The best way to guilt me into finally, finally making the time to read something is to book you as a guest. So, <laughs> Nate, can you hear me? You guys still there? Nate, can you hear me? Nate? Nate? I adjusted... Uh, okay, hang on. I adjusted Ben's microphone. Tell Nate that we're still connected, but uh, for some reason I've lost him. We are still connected, but I've lost you. Don't hang up. It's a relevant shirt. <laughs> Excellent. You must be James. Nate, can you hear me? Nate? Hi, James. James Parker. Hey, Jimmy. Nate. Oh, Nate knows you, clearly, because I heard this. Hey, Jimmy. As Nate, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I hear you now. Okay. We had adjusted We had adjusted one of the other headphones, and somehow you got disconnected. Everybody else can hear through uh-huh. the headphones? It wasn't the internet. It was actual physical so you hear, problems. You could hear through the headphone? Okay. Nate. Yes. Okay. So we're going to start in just a second. And, uh, and Nate, you have the number for Kevin? Uh, you sent it to me in that message, right? Yes. So at 2.15, yes. we're going to dial him in. Because he, okay. he's off at some um, production house working on his EPK. 
What's an APK? Wonderful. Electronic press kit. Ah. So he's doing like media stuff. He produces a lot of got it. Kind of stuff. So got I, it. I don't think it's for Akbar's eleven, but or maybe there's going to be like a greatest hits of. Uh... Okay, Nate. We're actually live. Yes. We're actually live mixing the theme in here. So I've got I've got the uh, iPod set to go. So you'll know when the when the music tunes out to start to say the listen up fanboy. But I want you to do okay. a listen, I want you to do a listen up fanboy right now so I can kind of <laughs> check it. Okay, you ready? Okay. Three. I'm ready. In three, two, one. Oh, listen up, fanboys! It's a fanboy play podcast. That was pretty good. Okay. I didn't hear anything breaking up or too no, much. No, that's one of the best. Good. We're getting a little bit of feedback off of something, but it's it's not uh, terminal. Um, it wasn't terminal until I said terminal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Thank you all for coming to the 400th episode of the Fanboy Planet podcast. Too bad you don't have a microphone. You know what to do whenever we say anything Why aren't you doing that through the microphone? Why aren't you doing that through the microphone where you're already amplified? You really wanted to yell? If I'm not talking through the microphone. So there's two things that happen on this. When Nate comes in and says, listen up, fanboy, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here is your host, Derek McCall. He'll say something to that effect. That's for the time for you to go nuts and say, yay, okay? That's number one. Number, well, actually, three times. Spontaneity. If we say something you really like, you can applaud. There's nothing against that. In fact, Except the, the likelihood that we'll say something you really like. I throughout the whole thing. I, I don't care if you get calls. I don't care if you get reminders, whatever. That's fine. So, turn them up. I don't care. The third thing Hence is... Hence, we're in a bar. The third thing is... When we sign out, we'll have everybody who's sitting up here, we'll say, we'll start off with, Derek will say, hey, if you want to send us money, send us money, and then he'll say, I'm Derek We're McCaw. sort of like the Red Cross. I'm, sending, I'm Derek McCaw for Fanboy Planet, and then it'll be like, I'm Drew Campbell for Fanboy Planet. It'll come down to me, and I'll say, and I'm Rick Bretsnyder, reminding you to use your powers only for good. And the whole audience can say that. So let's try it once. I'm Rick. <laughs> I think it's hysterical you expect anybody to remember this after drinking for a couple of hours. We're not all the horrible alcoholics you are. I'm Rick Bretsider reminding you to use your power. Use your power. Only for food. Although now I'm trying, this is delicious, Andy. Thank you for that recommendation. I got the last wedge of watermelon. Excellent. So, Nate. Nathan. Yes. Hi. Hello. Good. We haven't lost you. Okay. Good. In shenanigans. So we are. We are. Uh, I haven't looked. At, did you put anything into the, the? I did. Okay. So I'll check that out too. And but I don't need to do it. For I tried a to bit. leave your TV stuff in, and I just threw. I, you know, I, I know, especially with. Two sets of guests. We don't want to be. Yeah, we'll we'll find. But there's just so much good TV coming up. Um, 
Hey, Andy, you know the guys with Killjoy, did you say? Um, I have a friend who works for the production company, but he doesn't work in, he works in digital, not TV. Do you have any insights on it? Did you watch? It hasn't, it's, it's the 19th, right? Okay, okay. So we don't know that much, but the the the, the, the teaser looked good. Yeah, what what you do know is it's the showrunner that or rather it's the writer that brought us uh, Lost Girl. Lost Girl. And it's the and it's the studio that brought us Orphan Black. So the creative team from Lost Girl and Orphan Black. Well, the, 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 so the writer from Lost Girl and the production team from Orphan Black. Nothing to do with the sci-fi Flash Gordon then. No, no. Those Canadian. those people have been dealt with. <laughs> that weekend I took off last year. Um, the people that want to talk about Gordon were Canadians too. Oh, Canada! All right, Nate. I thought you were going to say they're Quebecois. Yes. Hi. Hello, Nate. Okay. Remember, yes, I told you about hi, the mu- I told you about the musical cue. And here we go. Yes. This is live without a, any kind of practice. Ready? Am I ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. I know this is scary because we have this dial-in thing going on. At two fourteen, man, be ready to dial. Okay. Okay. Why aren't you starting? Are you physically going to fade it out, or am? Listen up, fanboys! This is the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here's your host, Derek McCaw! Thank you. This is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and we are podcasting live. Live, 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 From Seven Stars Bar and Grill, one of our favorite places in San Jose, at 398 Bascom Avenue. And uh, this is a great Star Wars themed bar and grill. It's a wonderful neighborhood. And we want to, well, <laughs> it's getting, how did Andy tell me? It gentrified. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Hey, enjoy some more Linguisa corn dogs. Nathan. That was weird hearing you through the speaker. I took off the headphones and Nate was still in my head. He's always there. Thank you all so much. You've been a lovely audience. It's true. Good night, everybody. See you, Nate. Bye. Bye, Nate. Bye.